it's an amazing business. And it's like, you don't need to be educated, you know, in terms of like real estate, you don't need a real estate license or like, you don't have to have a lot of business experience. Like the average person can really come into a, a business like this, you know, and scale up to a six figure plus income in a short period of time. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of The Social Proof Podcast. We find dope people that did dope stuff that can document it. You killed it? Are you killing it right now? Doing my thing. That's good news right there. Listen, man, we are uh, here in a topic that I, I'm super interested in. And actually, me and my wife was talking about getting into the Airbnb business. But I'm scared. Kimoy, I'm scared. You know why? Because, well, do you know why I'd be apprehensive? With maybe rental arbitrage, yes. What is that mad fancy word? So... What rental arbitrage means is pretty much to take a property that's typically, you know, rented out for like one year. Start over. No, you're good. No, go ahead. But yeah, rental arbitrage is pretty much where you take a property that's, you know, typically set up for a one-year lease, standard rental property. You lease out that property, and then you turn around and re-rent it, you know, as a short-term rental. Yes. Yeah. Because apartment complexes don't like that, and they'll kick you out. So they don't like it when they're lied to or you do it behind their back. But when you're transparent and you actually set it up in a way where they understand, you know, both, you know, the whole picture, the whole dynamic of what you're doing, they're not going to get mad. I don't know. I don't know if Atlanta, it's almost like every single one, especially if it's a nice spot, seems like that's an issue. And the thing is, what I will, what I've noticed as well is that a lot of people kind of go for like, the same type of properties, which are like the high rises. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe in like observing the masses and doing the opposite. Like I like high rises, but I don't only go for like the high rise buildings. And I feel like that's why I don't get as much um, resistance or or as much objections as a lot of other people do that try to get into the game. Got And how many Airbnbs do you have? 12 at the moment. You got 12 Airbnbs every single month bringing it in? 100%. All right. So, all right. So, because I'll, I'll get too far into it with uh, my personal selfish questions. Uh, introduce yourself. How do you introduce yourself when people ask you? So, my name is Kamoy, you know, Jamaican-born, Brooklyn-bred. I'm currently in Maryland. I'm a short-term rental business owner, real estate investor, and also a world traveler. Do you buy the buildings? Lease them. I lease all my properties. See, that's, that's what I'll be having a, a, a challenge with, man, because... Why don't why not just buy it, you know? And so, I mean, obviously, not everybody got bread like that, but it seems like if you're gonna make these improvements to the property, you don't have to buy it, so you don't have to worry about nobody else saying anything against your Airbnb business. Right. I mean, you could, right? I mean, there's a lot of advantages to to purchasing real estate. But I'm not, but I'm not knocking purchasing real of, estate. A bunch but, of disadvantages too, though. There, there are, there are. Um, but the, the upside to, to, you know, rental arbitrage is crazy. Like the amount of cash flow. And then, you know, when you buy real estate, you got to put that large sum of money. 
You don't have to do that with the short-term rental game. Mm-hmm. You can really come into it with low capital, you know, get your, you can literally lease a property in a matter of less than a week. You can get it ready in a matter of a, a day or two. And you can have literally a brand new Airbnb property in, in less than a week if you really wanted to. Mm. I have students that literally, you know, learn this information in less than 30 days, they get their first Airbnb. Wow. So the average time to buying a property is about like six months from actually, you know, finding a realtor, actually searching the market. You, you know, run the bag up with an Airbnb in that time. 100%. Gotcha. So walk me, what were you doing before this Airbnb stuff? Man, a lot. A lot. So, I mean, before I got into the Airbnb game, I was, um, I was doing primarily network marketing and wholesaling real estate. What company? World Ventures. World Ventures. Yeah. Oh, so y'all was in the... Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Because y'all yeah. was in World Ventures. Gotcha. Did you make some money? I made a good amount of income. You was lit in the... I, I was all right. I was all right. Okay. I was all right. Okay. And, and honestly, um, my experience in network marketing, it was amazing. I mean, that's when I really caught like the the passive income bug, right? And that particular company had a focus on travel, right? That was like our product. So I honestly got so excited and used to traveling the world and creating passive income. I knew that I forever always wanted to be able to do that. Yeah, you can't go back to a job after that. No way. And even just, I didn't want to just, you know, do any type of business. I needed a business that I can make passive income and I can pretty much automate to where I can continue to travel. You know, so like that was always important to me. Mm. So what were you doing before World Ventures? So I quit my job August of 2013, right? And what I was doing was I was a caseworker Department of Social Services. And the crazy thing is... (laughs) Hit a nerve. Joe is a caseworker. Okay. He's a caseworker, right? He just quit today. Social Services. So you already know, right? And the crazy thing is, I went to college for a biology degree, right? So that job had nothing to do with my degree. Into that, I couldn't even find a job in my field, right? Like the first job I had out of college was working for a collections company, and you didn't even need a degree for that. Like it was tough, like in the job market at that time, right? So that like my first like real job was social services, and if you know anything about you know social services, they don't pay that well. It's stressful. And it's typically in environments that are not so inspirational. <laughs> For sure. Okay. It's always an issue. When oh, you get called, yeah. something's wrong. Yeah. And you call every day. 100%. So being at that job and just like not being fulfilled, not being happy, my student loans being up you know, through the roof, and like just kind of knowing that, look, I'm not even working a job that I'm really passionate about, right? It just really started eating at me. I felt average, right? Mm. And I remember, like, you know, occasionally, like, I'll go on these little vacations. And every time, you know, I'd get back on a plane to go, go back home, I always had this thought in my mind of, like, back to reality, back to reality, back to reality. And, you know, one day it really dawned on me is why is it that me going back to reality is, is, a, is a place in my life where I'm not happy? Like, why isn't my reality someplace I want to thrive and be in all the time. Mm. That just didn't make sense to me, right? So being in that place, that really just kept eating away at me so that I wanted to like, I wanted to change. I wanted to change it really bad. Yeah. And I just remember having this one lady that worked there at my, at my job. She just kept trying to micromanage me. And like, 
you know, between that and just not being excited, you know, it, that truly, it, it did something to me. And that's when I just kind of like, I just had to figure it out. And I knew I wanted to travel the world and make money, but I wasn't going to be no flight attendant, you know, <laughs> not, nothing against flight attendants. You I know wanted what I'm to be that was too tall though. <laughs> You shit on the yeah, yeah, no, they won't let they would like. <laughs> oh, really? I, I, like I, eight? Yeah. Wow, no, high, oh, I didn't know sense. that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I knew I didn't want to do that, um, and I was just trying to figure out ways to blend the two, mm-hmm. right? And first, I got involved with wholesale real estate. You know, I was making great income there, and but oh, don't, were, were you were you being an entrepreneur while you worked your job, and do you quit because you made more money, or what? So, so here's the funny thing. So I was actually doing a bunch of, you know, hustles, right? In that winter of 2013, I had read like my first personal development book, mm. right? Success Principles by Jack Canfield. And that book taught me so much game. Like it taught me how to like design my life, get out of my comfort zone, how to reinvent myself, right? Because that's what I realized I had to do. I had to reinvent myself. And... You know, from that book, he talked about creating mastermind groups. Mm. And he was like, you know, create a mastermind group, you know, find like-minded people that want to do the things that you want to do, that want to create the similar life, you know. Like, why you have your job. Yeah, while I have, while I have the job. And um, so I'm, I'm really tapping into the, bro, anything that book said to do, I did it. <laughs> it said- you coachable. I was super coachable. I, again, I wanted to change, mm. right? So he said, you know, meditation is good for the mind. So you should take on, you should learn how to meditate. I remember looking up like, um, you know, free meditation classes, right? And mm. I went to this place called the Baltimore Shambhala. It felt weird as hell, right? Because I'm not, a, <laughs> not into med- you know, meditation, but that experience was really cool and it allowed me to tap into my mind. And he was like, yo, do things that are super outside your comfort zone that you don't like to do. And like, I hated running, right? And I decided to run a half marathon. And that, wow. yeah, like, I hated running. I could barely run a mile. Right. Then I had to train myself mentally and physically to run over 13 plus miles, you know? That just set me free just now. <laughs> Yo, because I hate going to the gym, right? So, and the fact that you're saying, you I had to do things, like if I really wanted to be successful, I had to do things that I'm uncomfortable with. Maybe if I go, like going to the next level, I need to embrace it. 100%. Because I do not like working out. 100%. Like, even after the workout, yeah, I feel like, yo, I shouldn't even do that. Well, yeah. I, uh, I could have did something else. And, and you know, some all these things blend into to business or just kind of, or just like your goals, you know? So, and, and these things may not seem like they have anything to do with, you know, business or like making money, but they do. It has everything. It has everything. You know, I, I had to, doing those things that made me comfortable with being uncomfortable. If I, if I didn't want to do something, it put me in a mindset of, it doesn't matter how you, how you feel, you got to do it anyways, mm-hmm. right? And I became very intentional about writing down my goals. I'm naturally an introvert, right? So he even talked about, you know, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you got to get comfortable with public speaking. I was terrified of public mm-hmm. speaking. He said, take on this, um, do this program called Toastmasters, right? It's a public speaking organization. And like, I would literally go to Toastmasters and like force myself to like do speeches, Right. And it's like doing these little things, it made me more confident. That's it opened crazy. up my mind. It stretched me. It, it allowed me to just really like tap into like, you know, to myself much further. Right. Yeah, and this, this is like, like, this seems like a, a true turning point in your life. I can just imagine oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm reading it. I'm going to do it because I want the success yeah. that this book says I can have. So I'm yeah. just going to do these little things. Yeah. And 
Most people just jump straight to, okay, let me run how to, learn how to run an ad. Yeah. Let me start crafting my product. But you did the work internal yeah. first. Yeah. I hope that I hope that bar didn't go over people's heads, bro. Listen, he had all these success stories in the book. And he made it very crystal clear that the average person can live life 100% what they want, you know, how they want to live it. They just have to be willing to become, you know, the type of person it takes to live that life. Yeah. Right. And it's not just about making the money or, you know, going after the money. It's about literally transforming yourself mentally to become that person. And I didn't know if it was all the way true, but I was so hungry for change that I was like, look, you know, if if this is what he's saying and, and this is what he claimed works, like, I'm just going to try it, mm-hmm. you know. And it, man, it, it, it really changed my life. Right. Wow. And then he started talking about, you know, create your, create your financial goals. But he's like, look, he was like, don't just start businesses and make money just to make money. He was like, first, design the life that you want and then find businesses that complement that life. Mm. Right? And what I realized I was doing, That's a I was trying to find, you know, jobs or businesses. And then I was trying to design my life around those and what happens is, it doesn't matter how much money that you make, you're not going to be 100% happy because you're going to try to live this life that you want, but it may not even fit in the same, you know, box as what you're doing for a living. Wow. So as he said that, I started writing down, okay, what do I want to do? I want to be able to wake up whenever I want to wake up. I want to be able to travel whenever I want to travel. You know, I want to be able to create generational wealth. I want to be able to just really live life on my own terms, right? So I start documenting these things. It's so important that Black voices are represented in Black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of Black uh, voices and influencers from Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Things that I wanted for my life. And then I started writing down, okay, what are some things that can allow me to do that? Right. And I just literally started looking it up. And, you know, passive income was literally one of the ways to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And boom, I had got into to wholesaling real estate. You know, that's not necessarily passive income, 
but it started the process of making money within real estate. Right. right? So explain what uh, wholesaling real estate is, though. So wholesaling real estate is literally, you know, finding a motivated seller, you know, somebody that has a, a certain pain in their life. And because of the pain, they need to sell this property and they're willing to sell, you know, a lot lower than they probably can. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're motivated. Yeah. And let's just say, you know, someone's a wholesaler, they'll put that house under contract for that low price, and then they'll sell it for a lot higher price, right? right? So I got involved in that. But the interesting thing was, this was around April when I started that wholesaling business. April what year? April 2013. 2013. Dang, bro, you've been wholesaling for a minute. Yeah, listen. So I didn't even think wholesaling was out back then. Golly, because it just became hot. It wasn't wasn't really trendy. It wasn't really trendy. And I had wrote down this goal to quit my job August of 2013. Right. July comes around. I had put in my, my you know, my two-week, I think it was like a three-week notice at that point, right? And I didn't even do a deal yet. I didn't even do a deal yet. And um, I had about $10,000 in the bank, right? But I said to myself, no matter what, I'm still going to quit August 2nd, 2013. I already, put my, I already put my note in. I already told my supervisors. I already told everybody. It's over at this point. So... August second comes. August second comes, and you know I show up to the office, and I felt crazy, right? Because I knew that I was I knew that I was doing the right thing, but I was nervous because I was getting ready this guaranteed check, yeah. right? Um, but were you I'm making good money. Where were we working? No, I, the, the money wasn't good. Where were we Social working? services. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, what? So 30, like, barely, like twenty eight thousand. Twenty. Joe, calm down, yeah, raise Yeah, yeah 28,000. <laughs> 28, <laughs> 28, so, yeah, I started boxing on my things. And, you know, everybody's kind of coming up to me, kind of wishing me farewell. And I'll never forget it. This one lady came up to me and she was like, you know, Mr. Martin, I'm so proud of you because I didn't think I was going to be here this long. I planned on leaving 10 years ago. Mm. You know, but I'm glad you had the courage to step out and, and, and do what you want to do. And it's like every bit of fear that I felt, it almost faded at that point because I knew that I was going, I was going down the right path, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, I, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, I knew that I believed in me. I knew that I was going to do what it took. Mm-hmm. And then the next, the very next day, I had a close friend and fraternity brother um, come to me with a network marketing opportunity. And Which one was it? World Ventures. World Ventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was your first one. That was the first one, gotcha. right? So I was a little apprehensive about getting involved, right? Because I had just quit my job. I no longer have this guaranteed income. Mm. I'm still trying to get this wholesaling thing off the ground, mm. right? Um, but I just got involved, man. You know, because again, I knew what I needed, you know, passive income, you know, travel the world. It just kind of aligned. And um, I decided to tap in. So now I have my wholesaling business and I got this, you know, network marketing thing. And it's like, I'm just pushing it. I'm just pushing it and pushing it. Along the way, I'm like continuously getting myself outside the comfort zone. Because you know to build a networking company, like you got to do presentations and meetings yeah, and sure. things like and that. you're an introvert. I'm an introvert, right? So I'm, I'm pushing myself all the way well, outside really my comfort no zone. really no entrepreneurial experience uh, no, that you can speak of, of success. So I just, I feel the position that you're in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're just working on yourself from the inside out. No tangible results to speak of. You're just out here. Yeah, 100%. Going for it. Yeah. Reading a million books, listening to podcasts like this. I mean, just audios, just submerging my mind and just personal growth mm. while simultaneously building my businesses, just trying to make it, yeah. you know? 
And, you know, uh, eventually, you know, I, I had built a group of about a little over 800 people. Oh, word. So you got network. good at network marketing. I mean, yeah. you got good at, like, recruiting and I got I got culture. pretty decent. You know? Yo, I'll tell anybody, man, network marketing is probably the best personal development you can 100%. ever find. 100%. And the reason is, for one, somebody else builds a company. And they give you a product to sell a market. The company services the client. You sell the product or you introduce somebody to the business yep. and the company pays them. You don't yep. even got to pay them. Right. The company pays them and you get money when they, when they get paid. But what I think is dope is people always have a hard time finding a mentor. And in network marketing, mentors are baked in. Yeah. You always have an upline. Somebody has been more successful than you. Mm -hmm. Even if you start at the same time, y'all got an upline that has been more successful than both of y'all. And even if that person's new, he's got an upline or she's got an upline where you can find mentorship based on your work ethic. Right. And then they teach you stuff like reading, personal development. There's no pity parties. It's like, yo, let's just... That's why I, I'm such an advocate for network marketing for... I mean, well, beginning entrepreneurs especially... But for those who maybe been in entrepreneurship for a while and don't want to want the pressure of running a company. Yeah, all the components. Yeah. And leadership. Yeah. Yeah, because leadership. you recruit somebody, they recruit some people, you got to take care of them. Yep. That's dope. Yep. I can see how you grew so fast personally yeah. and mentally. Had to. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, how long did it take you to grow that, that group? So about a little over four years. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So from so, 2013 to 17? Yeah. In this process, did you start the Airbnb process? So I started my Airbnb business around 2018. 18? Yep. After World Ventures? Yep. Why did you leave World Ventures? So here's what happened. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting story, right? So, I mean, I didn't think I was going to be leaving, to be honest. You know, it, it was such a cool experience. I'm not going to take away anything, you know— that went on over there. I mean, it was an amazing experience. You know, I even had a car bonus, mm -hmm. right? Like I got like my dream car is Maserati, you know, it's amazing car bonus. It gave me the ability to travel the world, make money. Um, but certain operational issues occurred mm -hmm. um, within the company and it just really just led me to just part ways. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but the thing is, I knew that I got so used to having passive income <laughs> and, traveling. and traveling the world I was like, there's no way that I just, I, I can't have that. I have to have that. Yeah. So that's when, you know, I got, I got into the Airbnb business. So right? what, was, what was the process of leading up to that? Airbnb? So I had a good friend, right? My good friend, Nikki, right? Shout out to Nikki, right? Um, I had just moved into uh, an, a brand new apartment, right? You know, mm -hmm. making money, you know. It, I, I found this apartment in a nice area that I want to be in. I was really excited about it. And because I was so excited about it, you know, I decked it out. And what do you do when you just like freshly deck out like a brand new place? You invite a girl over. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't my girl. That's my boy's. That's my, oh, that's my, that's my <laughs> boy's. That's my boy's wife, right? Yeah, but I'm, I'm, you, the first thing you do. You yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right. But well, the first thing I did was I invited a bunch of friends over. Okay. Right. Maybe that was the first or second. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> right. Okay, go ahead. But I invited a bunch of friends over, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and Nikki was one of them. And I remember she came over, and I'm kind of giving like the grand tour of my mm -hmm. new place, right? Mm -hmm. And she looks around and she's like, "Yo, this would be a cool place for Airbnb." And I was like, 
All right, whatever. But look, I, look at this couch I just caught. <laughs> look at this new art right, piece. Right, right, like, right. look how compliments with my pillows. It's fire, you mm. know? Um, but she's like, yeah, it'll be a cool spot. And hold on real quick. Yo, this is, I'm, I'm in focus, right? I'm cool. All right, just double check, okay? Because this is a really good interview. And I'm like, I'm nervous. Like, yo, I just want to make sure we're good. Thanks, brother. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, so you okay. didn't invite a girl over. You invited a bunch I, of people. Right. Yeah, technically, First. yeah, a girl. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, I didn't think about it, you know, after she said that. So like about a week or two later, um, she gets an Airbnb in that building. Mm. Right. She literally rented out an apartment in that building and started Airbnb it. And like, you know, the first month goes by, she was like, tell me, you know, yeah, you know, I got a spot in your building. Thanks for putting me on. And All I'm right. just like, damn, I didn't even get no referral. You know what I mean? You, <laughs> like, you know when you like live in a spot and you refer a friend, sure. you know what I'm saying? Like, you, couldn't, you couldn't have told me, Absolutely. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but anyways, so she's like, yeah, you know, I rented a spot in your building. And, um, you know, I made, you know, over 1500 in profit, you know, off this one. Mm. Like, I'm like, okay. But I didn't really think nothing of it. Um, but then a couple of months goes by. You probably and she, didn't understand Airbnb at that right, point. Right. Like, I didn't, yeah. like, fully wrap my mind around it, right? Yeah. But it sounded cool, the fact that she was making money off something that she didn't really own, like yeah. she rented. Um, but I was in real estate, right? So, like, in my mind, the only way to really make money off real estate was to buy it and be a traditional yeah. landlord. 100%. Right? But, like, month after month after month, she's sharing with me the cash flow she's making, right? And it's, like, consistent, and, and at that point, I was looking into ways to buy property, create residual income. And I looked up the average, you know, just, you know, positive cash flow on a rental property was about like $300 to $500 a month. And I was like, okay, I mean, that's cool. Again, there's a lot of advantages to purchasing real estate, you know, appreciation. is It's an asset tax, you know, um, advantages, so on and so forth. But the fact that she was making this much cash flow without putting all that money down yeah. in comparison to putting all this money down but yet not making that much positive cash flow, wow. I was like, all right. I know this clearly works. Mm. My friend is doing it. Right. And it's, an, it's a way to create passive income and I can still travel the world while doing it. Yeah. So that compelled me to get my first one. Mm. Right? But then I was thinking to myself, well, I don't want to, again, it's got to be passive so I don't want to pretty much do the things like check guests in or clean the property and things like that. So now I had to pretty much create this system on how to fully automate everything, yeah. right? So boom, as far as self-checking, I was, I was able to create like, you know, lock boxes and key, electronic keypads. So that way guests were able to check into the property on their own. I don't yeah. got to be there. I could literally be in, in Bali or Brazil. Boom, a guest can check in and in, in and out. No problem. Well, I don't want, I don't want to clean the property. So I literally found a way to get cleaners that specialize in Airbnb properties. Mm. So they already know what it is. You can't just get a regular cleaner. Why not? I, I don't because, understand the difference. Because like, if you hire a cleaner to clean this place, they're just going to clean. Yeah. Right? But with an Airbnb, you've been to Airbnb before. Yes. There's things that make you comfortable. There's towels. There's washcloths. Right? Sometimes there's snacks. You know? Oh, like, I see. So, so they're, they're cleaning with the mindset of... I want to make this comfortable for the guests that's coming. Exactly. Got it, got it, got it, got I it. mean, a light bulb could be out, you know, battery in the TV remote could be dead. It's the small things, you yeah. know, that really add up and come together that to make sense. an experience for a traveler. That makes sense. You know? So... That first one, where was the first one? Was it in your building? In my building. So you went and got one in your building 100%. too? 100%. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, is this before, uh, before it got real 
known like that? So the funny thing is, Airbnb has been around, you know, since like 2007-ish, mm-hmm. right? I don't know why it's like, I think probably the internet. I don't know why oh, it's yeah, getting 100%. like, it's, it's like super like trendy. The gram, but bro. Yeah, the gram. But people have been making money, you know, on Airbnb. But I guess it, it was a little before the trend. Yeah, yeah for sure, for say. sure. Okay, so that's why I, that's my only thing. That's I want to make sure it's not the wave isn't over, and I know it's not over mm-hmm. because all my friends keep getting more and more Airbnbs and they keep making more and more money. Yeah, my reservation is space it like apartment complexes and stuff that don't want you to do it. You know what I mean? So here's my thing. You notice in the beginning I said I'm a short term rental business owner, mm-hmm. right? Like I leverage Airbnb, but at the end of the day, like I don't like just have an Airbnb business. I have a short-term rental business. What does that mean? So whether Airbnb is here or not, I'm still going to make money off these properties, right? So there's other sites. There's VRBO. There's Booking.com. Matter of fact, travel nurses, right? Business professionals, right? So if you think about it, like the the, the whole art of short-term rentals isn't new. There's always been housing for people that needed housing for short-term stays. I see. You know, Airbnb just made it popular. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, I just need to adjust my mindset. Yeah. Because I'm thinking Airbnb, these companies don't like Airbnb. But some people are like, it's a travel nurse or in uh, Delta. So they have what's called, uh, what's it called? A flight pad or a travel pad or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? So Delta employees... Something pad, okay? Like, they fly into these different cities and they can go to this room. It's like a shared room, kind of. And I never really thought about it. Is Delta... Delta's probably finding somebody who either owns the property or a short-term rental specialist. Releasing the property. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, a many, there's many different ways to make money off these properties. Again, Airbnb is just really one, you know, aspect. And a lot of times, people have, you know, have asked, like, hey... How did your Airbnb business do, you know, during the pandemic, right? And I mean, I'm going to be pretty transparent, you know, when when the pandemic first was at its like high, you know, all time mm-hmm. high or just at its peak, um, we definitely, you know, took like a hit in terms like some cancellations, mm-hmm. right? But then it just kind of forced me to pivot. That's when I tapped into travel nurses because although there was a lot of chaos going on, guess what was at an all time high? travel nurses, doctors, health professionals that needed to go into hospitals in different cities and states all across the country. Mm. And I found these travel nurses to fill up my units. Mm. You know? So the thing is, that's not a trend. That's not a trend. You know, health professionals aren't a trend. Business travel isn't a trend. Yo, and a, and a leasing agent would be a jerk to say, yo, these traveling nurses can't stay in my unit. Yeah, And here's what I'll tell you. So, I teach people how to build an Airbnb business or short-term rental business without owning property, mm-hmm. right? And within that program that I offer, um, I have a script. And in that script, nowhere, you know, nowhere in that script do I really say, you know, present yourself as if you want to lease these properties for Airbnb. I don't, I don't tell them okay. to do that. And there's a reason for that because, you know, maybe your guests aren't going to be from Airbnb. To be honest, you know, you know, more than likely they are because it's really hot right now mm-hmm. and you should utilize it. Um, but why, 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 you know, lead with that if all your people may not even be from that platform? Got you. That you understand? Sense. That makes sense. All right, so you have, you have 12 units now. Correct. Right? 
what type of income do you generate from on average? So on my one bedrooms, about on average fifteen hundreds upwards up to two thousand in profit. Really? Um, yeah, my two bedrooms, you know, from two thousand to twenty five hundred in, in profit. Really? Yeah. It's up and it's stuck. It's a cool business. All right. So, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, what am I? What am I looking for? And okay, not my first. Okay, yeah, that'll be my first question. What am I looking for when I'm trying to find an Airbnb? So, the 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 what you really can really look for is number one, success leaves clues, right? So, if you look up where there are already a bunch of Airbnbs that are doing well, mm-hmm. you know, and you, there's ways to really How do you, fun, know? Figure, you can go on Airbnb.com and you can literally look for where a lot of the Airbnbs are, are pretty much in your particular city. You know, you can, you can look That's at... That's the freaking cheat code right there. <laughs> Hold on. You, so I'm, I'm actually about to download uh-huh. Airbnb. Hold on. Okay, go, go ahead. Because I'm yeah. about to download Airbnb. Yeah. So I can kind of see what you're talking about. Yeah. So like you can literally go on there, you know, look up, you know, type in your particular city... And you can go on the map and you can literally zoom in to the areas where you see the most properties, right? Right, right. And you can look at the reviews. If they got a bunch of reviews, that just goes to tell you that, look, this place is getting a lot of bookings, especially if they're, they have recent reviews. Right. So if that's, a, if the, if the, it's, it's downloaded now. If the complex that, so say, for instance, I'm on Airbnb and I see, yo, it's mad Airbnbs here that are available. Yeah. I can go to that particular unit and lease the space. Now, it's already going on. I wouldn't really suggest necessarily going to the exact buildings or properties that you see. I mean, you could. Why not, though? It's working. You could. You could, right? That's <laughs> but, how I see it. But I would no. more so say at least pay, be very mindful of the area, right? Because, again, I'm big on observing the masses and doing the opposite. So if I see someone that already has properties in a building, me personally, I don't really be excited about going to that particular building. I want to be in the area, but I don't necessarily have to be in that same building. Gotcha. You understand? So I hope this would load because I want you to show me how you like when you when you decide on a spot, how you're looking at it. Yeah. And how you're choosing to decide where I'm getting one of these properties. Yeah. I mean, it's success leaves clues. You know, that's exactly how I research the market. Because based on what you said, though. You want to see what the masters are doing, and I want to do the opposite. You might be doing the opposite because that's where everybody got kicked out of. So that's the thing. They're getting kicked out of it because they're doing something. They're, they're not being transparent, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to be honest with you, David, right? I don't, I'm not going to put nobody out there, right? But there are some people Say that, their name. Tag yeah. them, bro. <laughs> Adam, right? I'm just waiting. They, just they, like, some people teach people to just, like, lease up these properties, don't say anything, and, like, hope, hope you don't get caught, right? Mm. And... I just, that's, 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 that's just not the way to go about doing it. Like, I, the way how I teach it is, look, be transparent. What does that look like? I, okay, you see this, this unit. So yeah. you're going to come to Atlanta. Yeah. And you, I see this unit. I'm the leasing agent. I'm saying, okay, Kamoy, how, how can I help you? You're like, yeah. oh, well, I'm trying to Airbnb. I'm trying to hold out your units. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you say it? Like, how do you approach it? So the way how I would kind of approach that, again, I wouldn't lead with Airbnb. Right. I would pretty much say, hey, you know, I have a business where so I kind of create housing for, you know, business and health professionals, you know. 
So mm. rather than saying, you know, again, Airbnb, I feel like that kind of creates a lot more peace of mind. Yeah. Because I'm leading with professionals, you know, not just anybody. Because look, not for nothing, when, sometimes when people say Airbnb, guess what they're thinking? You know, young, parties. crazy parties turn up, you yeah. know. So again, it makes some people uneasy, mm-hmm. you know. So again, it's all about creating the, the mindset of, again, I'm just, just not getting any and everybody in here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually getting particular, you know, the right proper people mm-hmm. into, into these locations. People with sense. People that are actually professionals, actually, you know. I see. Yeah. So it's not that they're so against Airbnb. They're against their apartment being ruined. That, that and again, they don't like to be lied to. Yeah. So use, I have a business where I house business professionals and, say it again? Health and business professionals. Health and business professionals. You even said that once or twice, haven't you? Yeah. Health and business professionals. Okay, I like that. I like that. So do you ever have them say, well, are you going to do Airbnb? Honestly, if they ask, I say yes. I say yes. Um, and here's what I'll tell you, like, there's three things to really look out for when talking to landlords and property managers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, once you understand what a landlord or property manager is looking for, like, that will put you ahead of the game, okay? So, like... All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. The first thing that a landlord is looking for, and I'm pretty sure everybody you know can agree with this, they're looking for you know a good, consistent paying tenant. Right. That they want somebody that's going to be good and that's going to pay the rent consistently every single month. Right. And if we show up as an asset, you know, for them knowing that we're going to fulfill that, it's game over. True. So their goal is to have their spaces leased anyway. Yeah. I mean, we're entrepreneurs. These properties are assets to us. We're going to make money month after month after month. So we have no problem consistently paying the rent. Month after month after month, you understand? Yeah, we're not sure. gonna we're not gonna just jeopardize our asset like that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Do you? What type of space are you looking for? Are you particularly looking for apartment complex, or you are looking for houses? Are you looking for close to the airport? Like, what are you looking for? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm open to them to them all, right? Like, well, you don't have a you don't have a particular a specific criteria. I know if, if somebody says, "Yo, I got this space, you can you can rent out." You might you'll assess it, but I'm saying, is there a particular criteria that you look for? So that works best. The first thing that I look for is location, mm-hmm. right? Like once I understand, okay, this is the location that I want to be in. Yeah. Right. I'm um, on my Airbnb that, too. We're that's to that's where busy. I start, right? And then I need to figure out, okay, how much can I charge in this particular area? And again, the way how I do that is I can gauge the market. I can look at what other Airbnbs are doing. How much are they charging, right? And then I'll I'll, I'll factor in a cleaning fee and I'll calculate that by like 20. Because Mm -hmm. in my mind, you you know, worst case scenario, I know I can at least get booked up 20 out of 30 days, at least. Right. Oftentimes we have, you know, booking rates, you know, over 90 percent or even, you know, close to 100. Mm. Right. But again, worst case scenario, 20 out of 30 days. Right. And I'll times that by the average nightly rate Dang, in that 90%, area. Bro? Yeah. Sometimes 100. I need to know what you're doing. <laughs> Sometimes 100. Right. But again, I in my program, I teach people how to position themselves in a way where they're going to get bookings like that. Right, the way how they, way how you set your proper, you know, property up properly, how to set your pictures up, what to put in the title, because what you put in the title is key. How to make your pictures are very key, you know. Um, a lot of times people don't like to read, so it's like what's really the most important is how to set up your pictures and like the reviews and things of that nature. Mm. Um, but there's just ways to go about putting your property out there in a specific way that you know that you're going to end up on the top of the searches in your mm. particular city. You know, the algorithm, which is How key. do you get on the top of the searches? You got to know what works. With, you got to know what makes the algorithm work, you know? And again, it's pictures, verbiage, things like that, you know, reviews. Yes, also, uh, uh, <laughs> give it to me, give it to me. You was about to tell me, and then you pull back, so, tell, let me have it. So um, a big thing that gets properties to like the, the top of the, you know, the search is really when properties get favorited. A lot, right? So if you look, if you click on a particular Airbnb, you can click, you know, you can kind of hard it so that way it goes to your favorites, mm. right? And when when Airbnb sees that, they're thinking, okay, people like this property. So let me put it up higher in the listings. Well, guess what mm. you can do? You can have family, you can have friends heart your uh, listing. You can have any and everybody just heart your listing. And again, that's going to send a boost into the come algorithm. On, come on, come on. That's going to put you higher in the search listings. All right, look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I got to tell you, finally, you asked for it, and we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, the how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So it's about that time. We put together a Patreon, we put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're like-minded, we're all going in the same direction, when we connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships, okay? So check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. The support is appreciated, okay? Thank you so much. Now back to the episode. That's heavy. That's heavy right there. I'm about to get me an Airbnb. Bro. It, and I'm just going to put it on my podcast. Easy. Like, yo, here's the address, y'all. <laughs> I need y'all to heart this joint, please. I need this 100% you need You need a social proof on um, Airbnb. 100%. You need that. I need that. Yo, so do, do all of them have to be near the city like that? No. No, I mean, 
you can have Airbnbs in like more so like inner, you know, city. It doesn't have to be like on outskirts or like near like main attractions or anything like that. It doesn't have to be. You've seen success with Airbnbs that aren't even close to the airport or close to the city? Yeah, I have. Because again, um, it could be close to a, a hospital or it could be close to, you know, maybe a headquarters. You know, there's so many different reasons why people book Airbnbs. It doesn't necessarily just have to be, you know, for hospital, you know, airports or, or major attractions or things like that, you know? Hmm. Okay. How would you set up, how do you set up an Airbnb? What's some, what's some tips on that? Like, what the way you, you said it, that joint rang a little bit. You said, I need a social proof Airbnb. Yeah. I need that joint. You could deck Here's it out. Here's what's crazy. Yeah. I was, I've been looking for, like, houses. Yeah. Because I'm just still stuck in the mindset, I just want to buy the house. You could do houses. Oh, you talking about to buy or rent? Buy, but yeah. maybe, like, a creative deal where it's, like, owner financing, where the, the owner carries the note yeah. where I ain't got to pay. pay down, t- yeah, yeah. monthly, yeah. You do that. And somewhere maybe around here, like when people come for events and stuff. Bro, I mean, that sounds like, like a dope idea, bro. Yeah. I've been looking. Yeah. I've been looking. Yeah. yeah, I've been looking. Yeah. I've been I, I really have. Yeah, for sure. People need it. Yeah. So I I I've literally I've been on Zillow though. Yeah. And I know what you're saying is I can just lease a space that's close. I might just try to find a space to lease this close. I don't know. Maybe I'm just possessive like that and I just want to own it. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with that, right? But but here's why I love the rental arbitrage route, right? When you do it, when you do it right. I'm about to check what's going right? on in this area right now. You have an amazing ability to scale up really fast, right? Yes. Case in point. So um, I went to this one apartment building, right? And again, it wasn't necessarily a high rise. It had like I had like 20 units, right? More of your smaller um apartment. Right. Hold on. Find a place to stay. Find mm-hmm. a monthly. Oh, they got monthly. Airbnb has monthly stays. Yeah. Find yeah. an experience. Yeah. I have travel nurses that stay in my place. I had a one travel nurse that was in my spot for six months. What? Paying the rent. Month after month. While, while I'm chilling here. out the country. Yo, what's going on? Right? Why am I not missing? Joe, why don't I have an Airbnb? <laughs> Yo, and there's mad Airbnbs around here, bro. You got to listen to the wife, So check man. this out. You see, like, it's, it's mad. It's a bunch of Airbnbs. This joint is $388. Mm-hmm. This one's $1,000. Mm-hmm. This joint's $1,000, bro. And again, research the market. You know, like, if you see people charging that and they're getting bookings, you see reviews, you can justify why you charge that amount, if not a little bit higher. How do you see? Oh, so two reviews. All right. Let me see. This one's for six fifty. And you want to find consistency. So it's like maybe that could be, you know, a newer property. So maybe that's why they don't have a lot of reviews, right? Or These maybe houses. it could These just not crib. be yeah, it could be maybe not in the greatest location. And they're super hosts. Or it could be a part-time Airbnb. Because you know, sometimes people live in live in actual, like they're living their place. And then maybe like when they travel for like business or family stuff, they'll like rent their place on Airbnb too. This is an apartment. Greenhouse Atlanta. Apartment for rent. And this looked like an apartment too. And this one has, I don't know, this, all these joints got two. Oh, this got 47 reviews. Oh, this is nice. I, I I'm glad I, I I'm glad I saw this. Like and you're showing me, you know, to go into 
Don't just be looking for stuff. Look at the app first. Okay, what were you about to say? I, you're about to say yeah. something. And I I got excited. That Sorry. that's how I create confidence. You know, a lot of times people ask, "Hey, um, what if I see a place that I want to get, but you know, what if you know I'm I'm not sure if it's going to get bookings?" I'm like, research the market. Mm. Research the market because if you see consistency in the market, you see a bunch of properties within that area. They have a bunch of reviews. Their calendar is full. You can even look on their calendar and you can see how much they're booked up. And if you see consistency within those little factors right there, it will that will show you that if you get something in that location, you'll get bookings too. Mm. Success always leaves clues. I like this vibe, bro. <laughs> I like this. Is your okay with the you have 12, right? Yeah. Are you getting overwhelmed at all? No, so Again, I've created a team around our properties, right? Like, I, I got the self-check-in popping. Um, I got the cleaners popping that mm-hmm. specialize in cleaning. You know, so much to the point where, again, like, even if, a, you know, I tell them to check the battery on the, the remote every time they clean a property. Like, mm-hmm. if, if the battery, they got to get the battery. You know, if the bulb is dead, they got to go get the bulbs. You know, so, like, they're very aware. So you don't be at the spaces like that. No, I have places that I haven't seen for months. Mm. Right. I outsource this whole process. Even if things were to break, like let's just say, um, I mean, the, the leg on this, this little chair falls apart, right? Well, a guest isn't going to fix that. And I, and I can't expect my cleaners to be handy, handy men or handy women. Mm-hmm. So I also have a handyman that, that specializes in Airbnb properties. Dang. So they understand the whole structure of my business. Boom, guest checks out at 11 a.m., well, they understand that this chair needs to get fixed by the guest checking at 3 p.m. They understand the timeline. So again, I have this all the necessary pieces, you know, to, to my puzzle just kind of laid out, put together to where so it's like a well-oiled machine. Mm. I needed to build it in a way where, again, I love to travel. There, there are moments where I get one-way flights. And if I want to stay at a place for, you know, weeks or months, like, that's just how I want my life to be. Again, I design, you know, I pick my career based on my life, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't pick my life based on my career. So that's the life I wanted. So I needed to create my system in a way where, again, it runs with or without me. Mm-hmm. Again, business, you know, things, things happen. You know, no business is perfect. So things are going to happen. So I've already structured it in a way where if things were to happen, boom, I got people that are going to solve the problems. Got you. In my absence. You're a smart man. You know that? I know a thing or two. Just the way, like, you see the game and you're thinking of all of the, obviously you've been in it for a minute, but, like, you see the little angles that you need to really, really pay attention to. So with the, what percentage of your revenue, your gross revenue, goes out to Airbnb, cleaners, handyman, about? What do you think? So they charge, Airbnb has this thing where you can pretty much set up a cleaning fee, mm-hmm. right? So like the cleaning fee doesn't come out of my pocket. Oh. So that's the amazing thing, right? So like I set my cleaning fee and then the guest pays that and then boom. And the thing is, I actually charge more for cleaning, you know, so you make money off the I make money off the cleaning fees. Even after you pay somebody. Even after I pay somebody. So again, the cleaning fees doesn't come out of my pocket. Mm. I make I make money off the cleaning fee. Damn. You know? All right. So outside of that, yeah. Okay. Like, what percentage do you get to keep? 
So, so when I say the the fifteen to two thousand profit for a one bedroom and two thousand twenty five hundred a month in profit, like that's after expenses. Hmm. That's after expenses. So, okay, maybe my question is, I'm trying to get at, is there is there a particular formula that you go off of mm-hmm. where you're saying, okay, if this space costs me two thousand dollars to lease, uh huh, how much should I make off? How much do I want to walk home with? At the end of the month. Yeah. You have a formula? So the way how I do it, again, is, you know, worst case scenario, if it's booked out, you know, 20 out of 30 days, I'll, I'll times that by whatever, you know, number I know I'm going to charge a night. And I'll factor in how much I'm going to make off potential cleaning fees. And in my mind, I know based on, you know, because I put Wi-Fi in my place. Um, so I, I got to factor in Wi-Fi. A lot of times I'll add parking. You know, so I factor in those fees. And the way how I break it down is after I take out those fees, how much am I making? So mm-hmm. I know that I, I at least want to make, you know, 1500 you know, a month profit. I, I need to. Off of how much, though? The, or, or that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. At so least to me, it doesn't if, matter. If the lease is $4,000, uh-huh. you're okay making 1500 if so, the lease is fifteen hundred dollars, you're okay with making fifteen hundred. So that's my thing too. So I actually have like a certain price point mm-hmm. that that's kind of like my sweet spot. And maybe if I was gonna get like a unit, you know, spend like if I was gonna have a a, a lease spend that high, mm-hmm. I'd pro- of course I'd want more. Hundred yeah. percent, I'd want more. But there's but no real formula though that you're calculating on. No, no, but like I'm I'm in a sweet spot of like kind of like that. What's the number? Fifteen. You know, like I have places. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are like a little under thirteen hundred to like seventeen hundred the most. That's kind of like my sweet spot. Your window, got you. Right, and I kind of work around that. Got you, got you. So, how when do you know it's time to get another one? So that's a great question, right? That's good question. (laughs) You do, you do. So, you know, it's crazy. If I really wanted to. I could have like a hundred, you know, and I, and I, and I really, and I really build it slowly. Like I, I scale it up slowly. Mm. And I, and I think the thing is for me, I'm looking for a big play. Like I'm looking for like a play where I can get like 10, 15, 20, like in one clip. Mm. Um, Instead of one by one. Yeah. Cause the last, the last, um, I had got three in one clip this past March. Mm. Right. And I thought that was pretty cool. And I said, if I'm going to get more, it needs to be like, in a, in a, you know, gotcha. in a lump okay. like that. So in terms of when do I feel like I'm ready to get another one? It's just like when I feel like it. Yeah. You know, so, so like I in guess March. Essentially what I'm gathering is you're not ready to get another one. You're looking for another 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How did you get the three? How did that come up? So that's what I was going to tell you. Um, rental arbitrage, you have an amazing opportunity to scale up really fast. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I went to an apartment. The building had like 20 units or less. Um... And I, you know, the landlord allowed me to get one unit. Mm-hmm. She knows exactly what I was doing. Yeah. And built a good relationship, conducted business well. Mr. Martin, do you want more? One turned mm. into two. Two turned into three. I would like three. that situation. 
Now I have seven in one building. Wow. In another building, I have three. Right? So it's like, again, you have the ability to scale. And again, you can have a situation where you get like five or 10 or 20, you know, 20 in one if you really want to, mm. if you built the right relationship and if you put yourself in position, you know, to do so. Right. Because their goal is to rent it out. Their so, goal is to, to get occupancy. To the right people. And that's to what I was right going to tell people. you. You got to understand the three main things that landlords are looking for. What are the three? One is that they're looking for a good, consistent paying, you know, tenant. Yes. Right? The second thing, they're looking for somebody that's going to take great care of their property. Mm-hmm. Right? Think about it like this. When people, you know, rent out an apartment, when they move out, think about how crazy people leave it after yeah. they moved out. Like, think mm-hmm. about it. Like, if you talk to a property manager, they'll tell you, like, people, like, leave places, like, looking trash. Yeah. 100%. Right? And turnover is a landlord's biggest expense. Right? So, you've been to an Airbnb before. Have you ever stayed in, like, a really nice decked-out Airbnb? Uh, it was like, a, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, right? So, the thing is, a lot of times people stay in some really nice Airbnbs. So nice that they don't even want to go back home. Because oh, it's just fire, yeah. right? So, that Airbnb host is financially incentivized to maintain the look of their property 365 days out the year. Right. It looks like it's in for sale condition all throughout the year. So if you're a landlord and you were presented, okay, this is how your property will look after a year, the Airbnb host that has their property looking like in for sale condition all the whole entire year, in comparison to a tenant, and most tenants, you know how they leave properties after they leave. It's crazy. They're not getting professionally cleaned right. during their time of stay. They're just not. Right. So they're, living in they're just living in it. So if you were to see the two and you, you were presented it the right way, what would you choose if you were a landlord? My, my, my whole mindset on Airbnb just shifted. You know? Because now I'm thinking, I'm landlord, I'm doing you a favor. That's Sam? it. It's a win-win situation. Wow. It's a win-win situation. I like that. And then the third thing, is there, so someone's going to make payments on time. One good, is going to take care of the, yep. space, the space, okay? Yep, good, consistent paying tenant. Someone that's going to take care of the property. And then the third thing, somebody that's going to lease their property today. Because think about this. <laughs> right. There's, sure. there's a lot of landlords and property managers out there that have just all these vacant spaces. They, whether mm-hmm. they have an empty you know, house, they have an empty you know, apartment, or even a bunch, right? Mm-hmm. And again, landlords got into the real estate business to make residual income. They don't want an empty property, right? So every single month that goes by and their place isn't rented, they're losing money, you know? So here we are, the short-term rental entrepreneur that comes correct and we're ready to kind of acquire this property right now. We fulfill that need that they're looking for. So you just need to understand those three things. Joe, I'm about to get Airbnb. <laughs> Dang, that's lit. And now it's, it's, it's even stronger talking points. Like, you just, you just arm me with more conversation for a landlord. Man, smart, bro. I can see why your, client, like, why your clients are getting these results. And listen, I had, I had no intentions on creating a, a program. To be honest with you, like right. I was just enjoying my Airbnb business and traveling the world, you know. Right. But I had like you know people would DM me, you know, occasionally. How teach me, bro? Teach me how? Yeah. How? But I had like a really like close like friend and also fraternity brother like reach out to me. He's like, look, bro, 
I really need you to teach me this. Mm. Like, and I don't want to wait no more. We had this conversation like two years ago. I need to know now. Mm. And he put a fire under me to really create something that can show him how to do it, but also just to kind of show anybody that really wants to create passive income, right? Because it's an amazing business. And it's like, you don't need to be educated, you know, in terms of like real estate, you don't need a real estate license or like, you don't have to have a lot of business experience. Like the average person can really come into a a business like this, you know, and scale up to a six figure plus income in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. So is your friend doing Airbnb? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so he's out. He's yeah, in the game. Yeah, yeah, Dang. All right. So if, if I do this Airbnb, you got my back? You going to like help me out with that joint? First, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll get the course. Yeah, yeah. But I need a discount. Oh, this isn't for me. This discount isn't for me. It's for them. But I'm going to use it. Yeah. Social proof? Can we do Can we do a discount? We could do that. I don't know what the discount's going to be. I, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. You, you figure out what we it's going to be. We can work that out. And um, just make it social proof just so like people that like spent an hour with us can say, yo, I, I learned from the dude and I want to rock with him. So with the course, do they get to like talk, talk to you at all? Yeah. So in the course, there's a step-by-step blueprint mm-hmm. on, on exactly how to build it from scratch. Right. right? Um, also, I got scripts in there. Step-by-step right. script on exactly what to say to landlords, property managers, and, and even apartment complexes. I break down... Oh, bro, I was trying to figure that out all day. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. in the, the script. Okay. Yeah, they, That's why I was, I was trying to gather, okay, what do I say to in the yeah, script? Is yeah. in the I got it all structured. Right. So it's like, it's like, you don't got to overthink it. I know it's structured, you know? too. Just talking <laughs> to you these last few minutes, yeah. I know that joint super organized. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and thorough. You know, exactly. Boom. How to, you know, again, how to set your title up the right way to, to attract people to book your place. You know, what to put in your summary. Um, you know, exactly how, where to find the cleaners that specialize in cleaning Airbnb properties, how to find the right handyman mm-hmm. for your property. So again, if things were to break and, and, you know, just things happen while you're away, instead of you going to the property, you can have these, these right, the right people in place to keep your business running with or without you being involved. Yeah. Right. So I have all these things laid out. <sighs> all right. And, but is there... Do they have any, like... You private have a, Facebook group. I have a private Facebook group. Yeah, okay, I got good, a private good. Facebook group. So, like, literally, you can go into that group. You can... If you have any questions, you can get in there. Myself or somebody in the community will answer and help out. Mm. You know, so it's like you're not... You're not there by yourself. Right, right, you right. You know, right. There, there's other people, you know, within the, the community that, that want to support. And again, we all have a common vision, and that's to acquire these properties, make passive income, and see each other win. Did you ever start dating Nikki? No, no. Oh, that was your not. friend's girl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's his. That's his wife. That's his wife. wife. Yeah, okay. Nikki's the homie. Sorry, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> you are you single? I'm not. You're not. not. You yeah. got a girlfriend? I do. You're not married. I'm not. I'm not married. So you're technically still single. I guess based on like applications and the government. Yeah, I, yeah. You shouldn't even. Well, you say can't yeah, tell her bro. that. Yeah, yeah, listen, man, that's listen. Wrong answer, bro. You said no, I'm just being. Not. I'm being technical. <laughs> technically, technical, technical. But I'm not single. But you get it. You get it. Trying to throw me under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I really say the first thing that comes to my mind sometimes. I'm sorry. If I was thinking about it, I would have said it. All right, but anyway, um, no, you know, th- thank thank you on behalf of all of the um, the uh, the listeners that have been seeing this Airbnb thing that stays in Airbnbs. You might as well at least get the information might on how well. to. Might as well, bro. And how, how much is the course right now? So right now it's nine ninety seven. You for take for that just up, the program. You got to take that out. 
But the here's, VIP here's, coaching. Here's my thing. Yeah. I know. So, so and, and some people might think, okay, $1,000 is a lot of money. But in the grand scheme of things, if you can get into an Airbnb property and passively make that your first month. Yeah. I think at a lower price point of $1,000, people might not take it seriously. And we're going to give them a discount. So I think you can raise it, not for my friends, but you should raise it for everybody else. Yeah. Because that's valuable, I, I, bro. I, I might do that. Now, you spoke facts just now. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. And, yo, my, this is my boy said. Oh, Shouts out to Markwell. He said the difference between somebody who charges, and he didn't say it this way, but he pretty much told me the difference between somebody that charges a thousand and somebody that charges two thousand is the person the 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 the, the person's brain mm. it's the only difference mm. it's not like a di- anyway but yeah okay we'll keep it at a thousand for my friends and the discount social proof just to click there would be a link somewhere yep. just click just put your uh your join in there but um thank you I gotta uh I gotta ask you though where do you see yourself in the next five years so I want to just make a prediction so that I can see this. So you can tell me what's going to happen yeah. in your life five to 10 years from now so we can look back on this and say, yo, he said that five years ago. Yeah. Look at him. Well, that's a really good question. I mean... That's a good question. <laughs> so much, man. I mean, definitely probably travel to like 100 countries, right? And I really want to impact more people globally. You're not going to say nothing about marriage? Uh, you got to get her off edge, bro. That's crazy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Throw me all the way under, all the way, all the way. <laughs> no, but but I do see, I know, you know, for a you fact, see the, I, yeah, I, I, I do see marriage. I definitely do see marriage um, in the future, for sure. I see I'm marriage. Sorry, bro. I am a full-fledged hater right Look, now. Look, I, I, see, I see kids. I see family. You know, again, I, I do care about that. You know, I'm all about, okay. you know, building a legacy. Okay, all right. So Outside of that. Okay. That That is in the will. That, that, that is there. For sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to... <laughs> but I really want to impact people globally. You know, mm-hmm. as, I, as I travel the world, you know, I, I meet a lot of different people and different cultures and... You know, I, I, I'm, I'm getting ready to launch a nonprofit to where so I can kind of do something that really impacts people just all around the world. Mm-hmm. So I definitely see myself taking that in a way where I have that ability to help out a lot of people on a, on a global scale. Yeah. Um, you know, living in my dream house, dream car. I, li- I like stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then just just really scaling up my more, you know, more businesses. And I'm very open minded. So like as, as time goes on, as I learn more information and as, uh, you know, tapping in with people like you, for you know, sure. it's just like this... The more I learn, the more I want to do. Yeah. You know, so just kind of scaling up all my businesses just to another level and just impacting more people for sure. For sure. I can see that, brother. Man, look, I, I think it's something very deep and profound advice to give somebody because you're going to close this out with a strong word of wisdom. Okay. But I got to give a commercial real quick. Yeah. Okay. So um, this episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com. Oh, crap. Did I give, did I text him last time? I didn't, right? So first off, let's just let's just do this. Let's get this out of the way. I need y'all to text me at 404. And this is, it comes straight to my phone, okay? 404-737-4935. Just text me, okay? And I'll let you know when episodes is out, when I'm doing specials, promos, all that kind of stuff. But right now, we have themorningmeetup.com, which is the only community that gathers every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurs. So every morning, we have a, a coaching call. And uh, I'm, I'm teaching entrepreneurs all across the country 
How many people do you think is in that community? Thousands. You would think. How many? I mean, it's about, it's, it's, uh, well, maybe it is thousands. Yeah. Well, it should be millions. It should be, it should be millions. Yeah. But right now, the act, so there's a, there's over four figures of people that are in the program. Yeah. Actually joining a call is about three to four hundred every single, every morning though. Yeah. Every morning. There's not many places you can go. Yeah. Where you can meet up with hundreds of people every day, much less every week, much less every month. You want to know why that's so fire? And like people really need to understand, like environment is everything. Everything. When you put yourself in the right environment, you have no choice but to win, right? Like case in point, right? Like I'm in this mastermind with Neo, right? And it's like we vibrate on such a high level. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, they keep me on my toes. Like, even if I want to chill, they going crazy. And because they going crazy, I, I need to... I, I, I'm in the I, same mastermind you in. Exactly. We, we are... We in the same mastermind. We, like, we are. Me. We are. I thought that was something else. <laughs> like, Put me in that joint. Anyway. Yeah, yes. but it's like, you know, like, instantly, like, I snap out of it. Even if I'm chilling. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you need that right environment to continuously level up. And especially if you jump on every morning, yeah. it's just going to expedite your success. It's going gonna, it's gonna to catapult you because it's like you, you wake up vibrating through the roof. 100%. So throughout your day, it's over. You're going to be productive. You're going to make big things happen. Yo, I'm on there every day. Yeah. Monday through Friday. That's commitment. That's commitment. Yeah. Guess how much it is, though? How much? A dollar. No way. They can try... The morning meetup for a dollar for seven days, one dollar. Yeah. After that, guess how much it is? Seventy nine dollars a month. I'm coaching every single day, so I'd be trying to tell people, man, listen, they they need to be a part of the most amazing community in the world, yeah. and the 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 community they branch off and they link up with each other because they're all in each other's cities. They're all across the country. So that's just important. Go to themorningmeetup.com. I'm sick of trying to sell y'all on this dollar. Just invest your dollar, okay? Themorningmeetup.com. And um, yeah, I'll see y'all in a minute. Oh, Patreon. Oh, crap. And then we got to still do Patreon. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Let everybody know how to get in touch with you. Um, how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, so you can reach me on Instagram at Kamoy underscore Martin, K-E-M-O-Y underscore M-A-R-T-I-N. And you can also reach me, you know, if you want to pretty much get more information on my program. Should I give them the program link? Yeah, you can give them the okay. link. Okay. I mean, we'll have a link here too, but you yeah, can give me a link too. Yeah, yeah, um, You can tap into the link, whatever you see down below. But, you know, also the direct link to my program where I teach you exactly how to build an Airbnb business without owning any piece of real estate. So whereas though you could position yourself to be a real estate investor or even make a six plus figure, you know, six plus figure passive income, um, literally while being on the beach or being in your comforts of your homes. And you can go to www.limitlessbnb.com, www.limitlessbnb.com. That's very lit. Well, look, um, thank you, man. I, 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 I definitely want to um, have you talk to the person that is maybe in your old position where they're making $28,000 a year at a job that they don't necessarily see any joy throughout the day. You know what I mean? How can 
Like, what advice would you give that person? Or what advice would you give your old self before you got into personal development? Well, first you have to ask yourself, is that how you saw your life? You know, is that where you truly saw how you were going to live, the, you know, your life, like, j- until the day that you die, right? And if the answer is no, why not, why not change it, right? And if you really want to change it, put yourself in position to change it. You know, whether that, like we were just talking about, putting yourself in the right environment. You got to make yourself extremely uncomfortable being where you currently are. And that happens when you're in the right environment, right? And then you got to put in the work. Like, obviously, if you're dissatisfied in being in that position, you probably want more money. You want a better lifestyle. You want IG. You, you kind of, you salty because you see people flashy and living <laughs> crazy, right? But don't just get caught up on the flash and the nice things. You, you know, you want to really focus on how can I get here right? How can I build myself mentally and spiritually and emotionally to the place where you can become the type of person to live the life that you want? That's not going to happen overnight. No matter who you are, where you come from, however, how much money is in your bank account, you can live the life that you want to live 100%. You just have to be willing to put in the work. And if you make that decision, because it starts with a decision, you know, a couple of years from today, life can be extremely different. And I believe that you can do it because if I can do it, if anybody that you see on this podcast can do it, we all pump the same blood, we all got skin, you can do it. And just understand that. And, you know, you'll be living life your dreams. There it is. Listen, we can't close it out no better than that, man. Listen, do me a favor. First off, go follow Kamoy. Second off, I need you to go build something really, really big. I want you to go get you some social proof. Meaning you build something, but you got to come back. Very important part. You got to come back to your community and teach them how you did what you did. Okay? That's the only way our community grows. Okay? So, uh, Patreon family, we about to get into a little... Well, behind-the-scenes conversation, all right? And I don't know why you're not on Patreon. You're bugging. So we got to give it some sauce. Think of some sauce that we didn't give on the podcast. Yeah. And we got to just, I got I to gotta give it to my family, all right? What is Patreon? I'll explain it. Okay. <laughs> all right, y'all. We out of here. Peace. David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shands himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays, and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.